welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How you doing? How's it going? If you're watching this podcast, you immediately can tell that things are a little bit fucking different. Things are a little bit extremely fucking different. The settings, the surroundings around me are much shittier than they usually are. This is a very makeshift, impromptu, last-minute fucking setup. Because I wasn't able to go to the usual spot I shoot at, the spot that's so the spot that is always set up for me to just go in, sit down, record myself and get the fuck out. No, the regular space that I film in, I could not get to. And so now I'm in my tiny fucking New York City apartment, throwing one light on, sweating my balls off because I can't have the air conditioning on while I record, throwing it all together at a moment's notice so that I can fucking please my seven listeners, dude. <laughs> The podcast must happen, okay? I am dedicated to my extremely exclusive club. My extremely small fan base will be satisfied with the content I put out, okay? I will not abandon my audience, no matter how small they are. I love them very much, and so I threw this shit together, and I'm not completely satisfied with how it looks i hope it sounds okay but anyway we're gonna do it dude we're gonna do this thing and the reason why i couldn't get to my my, my uh usual shooting space this weekend on my usually scheduled podcast recording is because i had to go to a bachelor party that's right dude i went to my first bachelor party ever it was my brother's bachelor party, and we went to fucking Nashville, dude. Okay? Now, did this sound like a good idea in the beginning? Absolutely. It sounded like a fun, cool idea. But then as the date rapidly approached and I had not bought a ticket yet, it became less and less fun of an idea as the amount of money I would have to be spending became more apparent to me. Because I am dumb, you know? I'm what you would call uh, uh, fucking stupid a lot of the time. I just don't put all the pieces together when it comes to money. Money specifically, I don't put all the pieces together. In my head, I was like, oh, I'll buy a plane ticket, but I'll buy it ahead of time. Also, COVID, things are cheap. It's all good. And that's kind of true, but it kind of isn't because I didn't buy the flight because I kept pushing it off because I didn't feel like doing it. Because I didn't feel like doing it. I've spent so much extra money in my life because I, because I went like this. Because I just shrugged. I shrugged instead of spending 50 bucks instead of 300. You know? I could have done something weeks in advance, but instead I was like, I just want to fucking lie down tonight. <laughs> I want to lie down and pay $400 later. All right, dude? I'm not... I just don't want to stay awake for five more minutes to get this ticket in in August. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to sleep now and then wait till the week before I need to get it and spend a fortune. To be fair, though, my excuse for this whole thing is like, oh, I didn't know I would have a job. Because that's the thing, too, is that... 
But it isn't a good excuse. My excuse is like, oh, I, I, it's good that I didn't buy a ticket ahead of time because I just would have had to change it. But that's not real, dude, because I got this new job last minute and I didn't know that I was going to get it and who the fuck knew I was going to get it. And it was actually more likely, statistically speaking, that I wouldn't have this job and that I would have just bought a cheaper flight and been fine schedule-wise going to my brother's bachelor party. But because God decided to give me a job or whoever fucking controls things, I get to make the excuse of like, well, I would have had to spend a fortune regardless because I got this new job. Hell yeah, dude. Fate is giving me fucking excuses. That's tight as shit. Anyway, none of this is important. Basically, what I'm saying is I bought a ticket last minute because I'm a fucking idiot and I spent a lot of money, dude. And when I was looking at that ticket and I was looking at how much I was going to spend, I, for the first time in my life, was like, I kind of wish I don't didn't have a brother, dude. <laughs> I kind of wished my brother out of existence for, existence for a moment. Just a second, though, dude. Just like three seconds of like, damn, dude, do you really have to be alive? <laughs> And of course I don't mean that and I don't really feel that and I love that my brother's alive and I went to his bachelor party and it was all good. But for at least a, a half a minute, I was really contemplating like, damn, dude, it'd be sick if you didn't exist. <laughs> but then after 45 seconds to a minute, I was like, nah, no, no, I love my brother. I love him and I'll go and I'll I'll pay this money. But I, I also I didn't factor in like someone else got an Airbnb and I wasn't a part of those details at all. So I just got to pay what I got to pay. And then I realized like, oh, I got to I got to pay that much money for the Airbnb. Oh, yeah. And they set up a fucking Top Golf, which I forgot about. And Top Golf is a hundred bucks a person. What the fuck, dude? I'm not a sophisticated man. I don't know how much golf costs. That's how that's how unsophisticated I am. I don't know how I think Top Golf is sophisticated, and it's not, dude. We ate chi we we paid a hundred bucks to eat three pounds of chicken wings and sliders, and 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 do a dr driving range with fucking targets on the ground. <laughs> it wasn't sophisticated at all, and yet I still didn't know how much it cost because that's sophisticated golf to me. I'm so unsophisticated that Top Golf is a is a is a step up from the usual fare that I'm a part of. And then on top of that, they were like, "Oh, we set up this steak dinner." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. There's a steak dinner." But then when we were at the steak dinner, I realized like, "Oh, this is a this is a steakhouse." They said it was a steakhouse to me, but again, I'm not sophisticated. The only steakhouse I've been to is fucking Outback Steakhouse, all right? Where the state where you can get surf and turf for $25. And to me, that's a hefty price. But we're at a real fucking steakhouse in the middle of Nashville where people like their fucking meat, dude. And every single steak on the menu is a minimum of $45. And I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. This is gonna be more than a $400 ticket. Oh shit, dude. Like, I felt pain in my chest when I bought the $400 ticket. And then when things just stacked and stacked and stacked, I was like, oh, cool, dude. I'm going to spend $1,000 this weekend? I'm going to spend maybe $1,000 this weekend? That's fucked up, dude. 
That's a significant amount of money to me. I don't know about some other people. Maybe some other people are balling like that. But for me, that was painful to spend. And I love my brother. But for 35 minutes, I thought, damn, dude, what if he didn't exist? <laughs> anyway. So we went, dude, and I went to the airport, and I, I sucked it up, and I went to the airport. I left work early. I fucking was so worried that I wouldn't make my flight, but I did. And I haven't been to an airport in fucking three years, dude. Last time I was in the airport, I I was I had no money. I was, I was quite poor. I was pretty fucking poor, and I was on my way to Italy to do a job that I wasn't getting paid that much for, but it was cool because we were going to Italy. And now I'm going to Nashville, pained in my soul that I'm paying for this ticket, but but thank God I have enough money to afford it. Like, if I didn't get this new job, it, I, it, like, I, I don't know if I would afford rent this month. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, thank God I got this job in time for this fucking very inconveniently, very inconvenient financial weekend, dude. fuck I mean you can tell I'm bad with money management that's why I lost all my I ran out of fucking money because one weekend almost destroyed my soul if I didn't have this other job that was spending me enough where I could be like all right fine okay it still hurts but okay anyway I get to the airport haven't been to an airport a long time immediately I'm getting irritated dude I like airports. I do like airports because I like people watching and airports are filled with weird fucking people. They're filled with people from all different walks of life at all different points in their life. You got people going to weddings, people going to bachelor parties, people going to funerals, people seeing their parents who they haven't seen in fucking years, people fucking finding their parents for the first time in their life, people who haven't been together, uh, uh, estranged lovers meeting for the first time. In a long time, long distance couples going across the country to break up. You got so many fucking different people. Some dude who just got broken up with in and he's in the fucking lobby of the airport waiting for the flight home. That long, depressing fucking flight where you just got to think about how much time he wasted in a long distance relationship. All to have it just fucking thrown in his face after he flew out to see her, dude. You have all of this fucking depression and psych and psychoticness flowing through this place and it's it's very fun to be a part of and also awful to be a part of. There was this dude in the terminal who just was on the phone saying to somebody, "Yo, bro, I'm going to South Carolina to play softball, dude." Nah, I'm going to South Carolina to play softball. What is that? I don't know what that means. That's some weird bit he's having with his friend. And then, his fr- and then he kept saying to his friend, yo, I can't take my mask off in here. COVID, bro. Can't take my mask off in here. COVID, dude. Just a guy saying things that him and his friend think are funny, but no one else in the world does. That's the kind of shit that's happening. And when I'm sitting next to that guy, it's kind of funny and it's fine. But then... But then there's that thing about the airport where everyone lines, even though you all bought certain zones and it says on your ticket who's the first people to go up, for some reason, everyone lines up and it gets stressful every time. There's stress get boarding an airplane every time, even though you know when you're going up. 
And and I don't know why I get so stressed out, but I get really fucking annoyed because every time every time I get on a flight, I buy zone one so that I can get on the plane first. And every time motherfuckers in every other zone line up before me and then I just walk past them. But but there's something in my brain that thinks that they're also zone one so that I'm going to be fucked. So that I'm waiting by the boarding area being like, I got to fucking get online properly. But then when they call zone one, everyone on the line is like looking back like, oh shit, I'm not zone one. And I'm like, yeah, dude, then why are you lined up, dude? So that's happening, right? And also my flight's delayed because I got spirit. Because again, I'm stupid, dude. I got the cheapest flight possible, which was spirit. But the thing about spirit is they just ask you along the way of buying your ticket if you want all the things that you want with your ticket. And it's extra. So then you end up just spending the same amount of a regular ticket. Like a spirit ticket, they take out the carry-on. They take out you choosing a seat. They take out all the things that just are in a ticket, and that's why a ticket costs that much. So you think you're paying for something cheap, but but then by the end of it, it's still $500, dude. Anyway. So I'm waiting in line, and there's that it's that irritating thing where you don't know. it's We're not boarding, but we are boarding, but we're not boarding. Do you know what I'm saying? People are lining up. And it's confusing because I don't know. I, I can't see anyone's tickets, so I don't know what's going on, dude. So I'm standing and I'm watching as the plane gets delayed. And I'm just standing there and more and more people are lining up. And there's this woman in front of me who... I don't know what's going on. But she starts talking to somebody. She's a chatty person. You know people in the airport who are getting on a flight, I don't know if they're nervous or just irritating or just excited. I don't know what it is, but they feel the need to start starting conversations with people. She starts talking to this guy because we can't hear what the person behind the counter is saying. Why why do they always get people who can't who like can't project their voice? To, to do announcements in an airport. This woman came on the microphone, and I don't know if it's because the microphone doesn't work properly or because she isn't a loud person, but she gets on the microphone and she goes, Okay, we're going to be boarding in about 17 minutes. If you want the zone Z, then you put the zone Z in the... If you... If... If you're here, if you have a ticket, then you need to line up, but if you don't have a ticket, then you need to... St- you gotta, you gotta get in the right zone, and then you're gonna. That's where you go. She sounded like that. I, I to the point where I literally leaned forward. I go, "What? What did she say? What the fuck?" Out loud like that. People and people looked at me like I was, I was weird. But uh, wow, well, I'm, I'm not the weird one, dude. She, you can't understand her, dude. Hire a different person for the job where the person is giving you information. You know. If the job of the person is telling you how to line up for your flight, get a person who can say the words and everyone in the area goes, oh, I know exactly what they said. Don't get somebody where 100% of the people went, what the fuck did she say, dude? Anyway, that somehow spurred on that. I mean, that made us all be like, what is she saying? So then it made this one woman talk to this other guy and she starts going, oh my God, did you, did you understand what she said? 
And the other guy was like this nervous. He's just like this nervous white dude. But he was like excited to because a woman was talking to him. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just like a nervous white dude in a hat. <laughs> nervous white dude in a baseball cap. You know what I'm talking about. A very polite guy, but if you talk to him too much, he'd probably be like, yeah, well, I don't know about that. And he'd be like, well, oh, shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? A guy who seemingly is very nice, but then you'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I like basketball. Do you like basketball? And he's like, nah, I don't really like that kind of, I don't really like that sport. And you're like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) He's vaguely racist is what I'm saying. He's a... (laughs) He seemed like a, a good Southern boy. I don't know. I'm assuming that. I don't know. I think he was from New York. And if he was from New York, then what I said stands, dude. He's 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 He seemed like a dude from my hometown who seems very nice and very cool until you talk to him for too, too long. And then he starts saying very, bum, very bummer things that make you go, oh, man, you're kind of fucked up, dude. Anyway, he, he was excited that this other... Long Island, I don't know where she was from. New York girl was talking to him and they were very well paired. Like they were the type of two people who might get married. Like it was like a very weird Long Island blonde woman and just a very boring, nice white dude in a baseball cap. And they start talking to each other and she starts saying like, oh my God, I can't hear her. And he's like, oh yeah, me neither. And then he's, she's like, yeah. Anyway, spirits, I mean, I don't care if I can't hear because spirit, because like, it's like $50 for my ticket, so whatever, you know? Like, my drinks were more than the ticket, you know? <laughs> it goes, oh, really? Whoa, 50 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, my, mine's cheap, too. No, it's not 50 bucks, though. And she's like, yeah, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, where are you? Oh, so you're going, you're going, we're on the same flight, so you're going the same place as me, huh? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, oh, what are you going, what are you going for? And she's like, a bachelorette party. Uh, my friends were like, hey, you want to go to this? And I was like, well, tickets $50. So like, that's more than like, I had to pay for like the cab the other night during the hurricane. Like that's more than that. Yeah, dude, we get it, dude. 50 bucks isn't that much money, dude. Stop. And he's like, oh shit, is it really more than the, it was more, it's less than the cab? Yeah, it's less than the cab. I also bought these shoes. These shoes are more expensive than the ticket as well. Also, I, I bought something else that was more than $50 and that, guess what, was was more expensive than the $50 ticket, which, because 50 is less than the number that the thing was that I bought. We get it, dude. Lots of things are less money. Or lots of things are more money. We get it. It's a cheap flight. Shut up. And then they keep talking about it and they're talking about it back and forth. And he, he, he like, it's, it's a romantic conversation. Like, the, like you can, he's smiling in a way where it's like, he's thinks he's flirting. And then she also is going back and forth with him in a way where I was looking at them being like, is, are they, is this like how a, a marriage starts? <laughs> Am I witnessing the start of the most boring marriage in all of existence. Am I going to be party to that? And then I started wondering, like, what if I get on this flight and I'm sitting next to them, dude? And then she starts going, I'm the middle seat. I, I got the middle seat. He goes, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. He goes, I got the middle seat, too. She goes, yeah, well, I didn't pick it. I just picked whatever. And he's like, yeah, me, too. Me, too. <laughs> he said, me, too. Like, dude, we have so much in common. Dude, do you want my number? 
We both got the middle seat because we picked whatever. Dude, that's crazy. And then I was like, what seat do I have? Do I do I have the aisles? Do I have the fucking window seat? What if I'm in the window seat and she's in the middle and he's in the aisle, which couldn't happen because he said he was in the middle already, but my brain already decided, no, you're going to sit on this plane with these people and you're going to fucking want to kill yourself the whole time, dude. If I had to sit next to that the whole flight, I, the plane might have went down. The plane might have went down, dude. I might have become the next terrorist, dude. I might I might have become a domestic threat if I had to sit next to that mundane conversation for two hours. <laughs> We're just fucking waiting for the plane to take off. And they're like, she's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm probably going to fucking buy like alcohol on this plane right now. And guess what? It's probably going to be fucking more expensive than the ticket because the ticket was, you know how much it was? And then he goes, $50. He goes, oh, my God, you finished my sentence. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Anyway, that didn't happen, though. When I got on the flight, that didn't happen. But anyway, I'm standing there paranoid that that's going to happen. And then there are these two other dudes who are clearly... What happens is she stops talking to the guy because I guess she gets bored with him. Thank God. I was like, all right, cool. You understand how boring and stupid of a conversation this is. Stop talking to each other. Also, I think she might have been weirded out because she was like realizing that he thought like he this guy really thought that like he was going to he was meeting somebody on the flight, dude. Like this was going to be his rom-com. And I think she was like, oh, all right, never mind. So then these two young dudes start talking to him and they're clearly children. Like they're clearly 18 years old. They're clearly college kids. And he makes, he makes some joke about, uh, yo, like, can I just fly the plane, bro? I mean, how hard can it be, dude? Like I played, I played GTA. Like he starts making GTA jokes as a reference to flying this plane, which, you know, could be a thing that I do. Sorry, I'm scratching my fucking face. Um, which could be a thing that I do. But at the same time, it was like GTA reference, an immediate GTA reference uh, when you're at the airport, probably uh, probably confirming my suspicion that he's in high school. So then this wo- the woman then sees them talking, and it also gets weird because then she sees the other dudes talking, and it was a weird thing where I was like, is she attracted to these children? Because, because she kind of perked up, and the one dude was like a built dude. Like he seemed like a college athlete. And then I was like, is she just like, is she like making a move on this child right now? Am I, am I, am I witnessing a, a, a pedophilic maneuver at the airport? And so she starts going like, where are you guys from? Like, what are you, why, why are you guys going to Texas? Also, why is that a thing that people ask? I don't understand that. For some reason, when you're at the airport, people just, I guess because you all know you're going to a certain place that you, you you just start divulging the specifics about where you're staying and stuff like like I don't want to talk to you about where I'm staying in Nashville. I don't even want to say the word Nashville to you, dude. I know that we're on a we're both on a plane going to Nashville, but I don't want to discuss it in any way to a stranger. Especially somebody who keeps talking about how cheap their ticket is. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, also, at a certain point, he was like, is that a one-way? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's a one-way. And he goes, oh, yeah, that makes more sense, I was going to say. And then I got really annoyed because I was like, y- you know that you were saying 50 bucks like it was a round trip. And we were all like, what? She got a $50 round trip? 
And then when you said it's a one-way, we all just went, what? Are you staying in Nashville? What the, why would you buy a one? What kind of psycho buys a one-way flight? <laughs> what kind of psycho buys a one-way flight from a place they're not from, dude? And she wasn't like, yeah, I'm moving there. She was like, yeah, I'm going to a bachelorette party. That means you're coming back soon. That means you're coming back in two days. Why do you not have another? Why do you not have a round trip? That's insane. Anyway. So she says to this kid, she's like, oh, where are you guys from? Like, wh like, why are you guys going to Nashville? And then he's like, oh, I'm visiting my parents. And she's like, oh, cool. Why, like, why are you visiting? And he's like, oh, I'm going home uh, for, you know, from college. And she's like, what? You're in college? And they're like, yeah. And the dude with the baseball hat was also like, yeah, what? We all were like, yeah, dude, these are children. And she's like, that's crazy. How old are you guys? And they're like 18. She goes, oh my God, I'm so old then. Which immediately made me go, how old is this woman? Because she's not, she's not that, she can't be that old. She's probably like 20. I, I don't know. Again, we're, we're all wearing masks too. So I can't fucking tell what the fuck she looks like. But as soon as somebody says, I'm so old then, I'm immediately like, you're younger than, you're younger than that means. Do you know what I'm saying? If you, if someone says they're 18, and you go, I'm so old then, you better be at least in your 30s or else you're a liar, dude. So, <laughs> so then she's, he starts talking about how like he's going to surprise his parents and he's, uh, he didn't like tell anyone that he was going back home, which was kind of a badass move. If, I, if I'm going to be honest, this 18 year old kid was just like going back home to visit his parents and visit his girlfriend. And he wasn't telling anyone. And he's like, Oh, they're going to be so happy to see me. It's gonna be like such a good time. And she goes, oh, my God, that's so great. Do your parents like you? Like, do you like... He's like, oh, yeah, my parents like me. She goes, yeah, they must. You got to... Because then he said he went to West Point. And she's like, oh, my God, West Point, such a good school. Oh, my God, your parents must love you. You must be, like, the favorite child. He goes, oh, yeah, my parents... Yeah, my parents like me. They're... Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then she just goes, yeah. She goes, that's great. My parents don't like me. Yeah, my parents don't like me. And then everyone's like, okay, dude. And she's like, no, no, I'm just like, well, it's not like they don't like me. They're just like, yeah, I guess you can come visit. Like, okay, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. My parents just don't like me. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't like you. We all don't like you. Please leave us alone. Stop this, dude. And then luckily they called zone one right at that moment. And I ran onto the plane. And then she also was like, oh, I guess I'm part of zone one. See you guys later. And I sprinted ahead of her and got onto the plane. Oh my God. And as soon as I got on there, I breathed such a sigh of relief. I was so excited. I was like, thank God, dude. And then also what happened was exactly what I said before. They called zone one and the majority of the people I was speaking to or she was speaking to and I was just vicariously living through all of them. They all were not in zone one. Why are you lined up, dude? No one listens to the people at the airport. You can't you can't hear or understand them. And then when they say things, nobody listens to it. Every time they go, can zone one line up? No one line up yet. We'll call your zones. Everyone lines up in zone in the in the final zone. Everyone in the last zone gets up, and they're like, we're now boarding zone one. And then everyone who's in the last zone just stands there while zone one pushes past them. Now calling zone two. They push past them. Nobody listens, dude. No wonder planes go down. 
right, that's the timer for the first half. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys in the second half. See you in a sec. What's up? I'm back. I'm back and very sweaty, dude. I don't like this setup at all, man. I need the air conditioning on, dude. This is rough. It's too tight in here. I'm afraid my neighbors are just hearing me shout. It's fucking 10 o'clock at night. This is a this is a ba- this is a bad choice. <laughs> oh man, it is the opposite of uh, how I usually record. I I go I go out to Westchester and record in absolute isolation. Now I can hear cars out my window, and I'm worried the people next to me are like, "Am I?" Am I living next to a psychopath, dude? He's just shouting about the airport and a random woman who annoyed him. Should I be concerned right now? (laughs) Anyway. So I got on the airplane and, uh, and I had the middle seat, which I thought I didn't. I could have sworn I fucking picked a seat. But I probably didn't because it's spirit. And they're probably like, do you want to pay $30 to pick a seat? And I was like, ah, probably not. Uh, they'll probably put me in not the middle seat. I got a two. I got a one in three chance it's going to be the middle seat. So hopefully it'll be one of the other ones. No, dude. I got a. I got a. Th- I got a hundred percent chance of getting the middle seat because if you buy a seat, you're not buying the middle seat. No one will ever buy the middle seat. Anyway, so I sit down. In the, and I'm the first one because I'm zone one. It's not good to be zone one and in the middle seat because you don't want to be the you don't want to be the first one on the plane if you're in the middle seat because then you gotta wait. You gotta wait for someone to come in and then sit next to you and then it's just weird because you're sitting too close to somebody because there is another seat open but you can't sit in it because it's not your seat so then you gotta just sit close to a stranger. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It'd be like if you're on the train and somebody sat down and and instead of sitting in the opposite, like instead of sitting one seat apart, you sat right next to them. The person would be like, hey, man, move away. (laughs) But then you don't want to sit one seat away because you don't want the person to think who's coming up that you're stealing their aisle seat or their window seat. Anyway, I sat in the middle seat and immediately a woman comes over and sits next to me in the aisle. And it just is uncomfortable. Maybe it's not, but it is. I don't know if she was uncomfortable, but it felt like she was uncomfortable and it made me uncomfortable. And it was just like, dude, can the third person show up so this can make more sense? And then... What happened was nobody came on ever. And then I start getting excited because that's an awful thing too, is when you're sitting in the middle seat and there's one seat open and no one has come to your seat yet, you're just waiting in anticipation for them to finally close the plane doors so that you can, so that you can shift over and go, Oh fuck. Yes, dude. Not only am I not in the middle, but now there's a seat apart from us. I can fucking breathe this whole flight. That's awesome, dude. I actually have space? That's how planes should board. Planes should be a three-seater and no one ever sits in the middle seat. That would be a comfortable way to fly. I don't understand why they don't offer that up for extra money. I guess you could do that. I guess you could just buy the middle seat as well as your seat. That'd be a power move. If I had the money to do that every time I flew, I would buy the middle seat 
end the aisle seat 100% of the time because the person sitting with you will be so happy and you'll be so happy and you'll both be comfortable and it'll be a great fucking experience. But I don't have that kind of money. So instead, I got to sandwich in with people. Which is fine, dude. It keeps you human. <laughs> but anyway, no no one's showing up. And then they, they go, we're closing the doors. And so every every seat is filled up besides the window seat next to me. And so I shift over and sit in the window seat. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I'm fucking killing it right now. There's no... I'm. I'm going to be totally fun. Like, this is perfect. Thank you, God, dude. I don't know if Jesus or God exists, but you're shining on me right now, dude. I got the window seat when I thought I had the middle seat. And now me and this girl both have plenty of space. This is dope. And I, I was so sure of it. The doors had closed. No one else is getting on this plane. And then all of a sudden, the flight attendant walks up and she goes, hey, can you guys like just prepare yourself? I'm having someone come and sit with you guys in a second. And I go, and in my head, I go, what is this like a guy who's being given this seat or is this, or is, or am I in this guy's seat right now? And then I start to realize like, oh, I, I just stole a dude's seat who is on the plane right now. And now he's the last person to sit down and I'm going to have to like get up and be like, oh, sorry, I tried to steal your fucking seat, dude. And so he walks over and then we look at him and he says nothing and just sits in the middle seat. <laughs> he just sits in the middle seat which makes me wildly uncomfortable because now I'm like I, I was gonna say now I'm like does this guy know I stole his seat but that's not even that's not even a question of course he knows I stole his seat he just didn't say anything which is crazy dude I would much rather someone go hey you're in my seat. Can you move? Because then I'm then I feel good because we're in the right spots we're supposed to be in. But now because he was too afraid or because the, they wanted people to sit down fast, whatever the reason was, now he just took it. He just let me walk over him, and and now we're both severely uncomfortable. And so at first I think like, oh maybe he's fine with it. Maybe it doesn't matter. But then he starts looking out the window, and then. He keeps looking out the window, like looking past me directly out the window, like clearly a guy who was excited to sit in the window seat, <laughs> clearly a guy who went, Ooh, I'm going to choose the window seat. And the only thing that's going to make me comfortable and happy with this flight is staring outside the window. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the focus with which he had towards that window. And then he would look out the window and then occasionally look directly at me and I was like damn dude I stole this dude's seat and then I just went to sleep because what else am I gonna do and I'm gonna be honest it was awesome I could sleep you can dude if you want to sleep on a plane you pick the aisle seat which probably made him resent me even more probably the whole time I was asleep he was looking at me and going motherfucker that's supposed to be me you piece of shit I'm supposed to be the one fucking sleeping right now, dude. You fuck. You're supposed to be uncomfortable in the middle while I fucking sleep. And then drinks came and he gets a drink and I wake up and then he's just sipping it and he's looking out the window and then staring at me, dude. And I'm like, damn, dude, this entire time he's been grilling me while I'm asleep. Probably thinking about whether or not he could fucking kill me and people would notice. 
He was thinking about bullseyeing me, dude. You ever see fucking Daredevil where Bullseye flicks the peanut into the woman's throat and she chokes to death? He was thinking about doing that, dude. He had a he had a a, a, a bag of peanuts on his fucking tray table. He was thinking about it, dude. He was like, do I have the accuracy to flick this into this man's throat and kill him? I was probably snoring, too. That's what happens in the movie. She's asleep snoring with her mouth open. I do that a lot, dude. I did that on the way back. I fell asleep for a second, and then I woke up going... <sighs> like I woke up ch- like choking, dude. Maybe I had a peanut then. Maybe someone was trying to kill me then. He could have done it, dude. I bet you my mouth was wide open. He's like, motherfucker, I'm going to kill this dude right now. <laughs> anyway, and then when I wake up, I have to pee because I drank a water uh, and a monster right before I got on the flight. So I have to piss so bad. But not only do I not want to make people move, I don't want to get up and then go to the bathroom and then come back and then he's in mine which is his seat do you know what i'm saying i don't want him to reclaim his seat and then make it blatantly obvious that like i stole his seat (laughs) even though this woman knows what's up too what was she thinking what was she thinking she was like damn this motherfucker's getting away with it she had to have been thinking that that's all i would be thinking if I saw a dude sitting in the middle seat and then shifting over, because it wasn't like I went right to the aisle seat. I sat in my seat. I made it known this is my seat, and now I'm stealing this other man's. (laughs) Anyway, so I held in my piss the whole time, and then we got off the flight, and I fucking walked away. And that was that, dude, and I felt terrible. (laughs) I felt so bad. And the moment I got off the plane, I was like, I'm going to buy an aisle seat for the next one. I'm paying... I'm spending the $35 and I'm buying an aisle seat. Fuck that shit. I'm not going to be put in that predicament again. Also, if you want, if I want to piss, I want to be able to just get up. I don't want to have to fucking tell people. So anyway, Nashville was cool. <laughs> I didn't even get to Nashville. That was just the airport. That was just the hellish fucking airport. I don't know. Nashville was fine. It was fun to be around people, I guess. There was just, it was just, we went to Broadway, dude, which Broadway was like Las Vegas. It was like the sunset strip of Nashville. And let me tell you something about Nashville. COVID doesn't exist there. (laughs) And by that, I mean it like no one acts like it does, which I guess to each their own, but like, and I was there, so I, you know, I was a party to it when I was there that weekend. Which is a funny, weird thing. Is because... I don't know. Because people were like, like, I went down there and then people were like, dude, it's like COVID doesn't exist down there. Uh, and they were saying it in like a way of like, can you believe how, like, how those people are living their lives? Like, they're not living it very safely. And I'm like, yeah, but I was down there too. So like, I'm not, I'm well, I'm not going to blame these people. I was fucking a part of the irresponsibility. <laughs> like we were all there together, dude. I, I meet a lot of people who were like, we'll, we'll go to places where they're less strict and then be like, yeah, it was wild there. And I was like, well, why'd you buy a ticket then? What? You didn't have to go, dude. You planned that vacation knowing full well that it's less strict there. I think part of the reason you went is because it's a little less strict, dude. It's all right. You can be like, listen, I wanted a break. It's all good, dude. I'm not going to blame you. 
Anyway, we went to the strip and it was just fucking psychotic there. It was so insane. There were so many lines to all these fucking bars. And I just, it just was like, it was, it was a concentrated area of people I hated. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was like Times Square. If, if, if people went there to drink, that's how it felt. There were just like 90 million bachelor parties. So many fucking people on cowboy hats. Dude, if you're rocking a cowboy hat and a t-shirt, if you're wearing what I'm wearing, but then a cowboy hat as well, leave the cowboy hat at home. You don't look good, dude. No one's ever looked good in a cowboy hat unless they had a fucking revolver on their hip, okay? If you are not getting onto a horse and shooting at other people, don't wear a fucking cowboy hat. Indiana Jones had the cool. I don't even know if that was a cowboy hat, but that he that was the closest you could get. Clint Eastwood and Indiana Jones was the closest you could get to looking good in a fucking cowboy hat. Maybe in Red Dead too, but that's a video game, dude. I don't know. Could just be me. There were all these women, like all these bachelorette parties, and the people I was with. I was with eleven people. I don't know. It was fun. It was nice to be with these dudes, but it was too many people, dude. You can't roll eleven deep. No one and they and they wanted to to talk to people, and I was like, dude, no, no woman is gonna want to talk to eleven dudes. I'm a, as a dude, I'd be terrified if 11 dudes approached me. I don't, no one wants that. We were too big of a group f- to talk to other bachelorette parties. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all the other bachelorette parties were like at max eight people. Why did we have 11? We were supposed to have 15. Thank God four didn't come. But the strip was insane, man. There were all these people dancing on trucks. But not even like every, there were all these party buses. There was one that was like literally just pulled by a tractor. It was a wagon pulled by a tractor. And these women, it was like the same six women on top of all of them. I swear to God. It was as if they were like duplicated. It was the same exact six kinds of people all dancing like this. Like kind of out of shape, women barely moving. Like women you would, you would, are not just, just people, just people, forget women. People you just are not interested in just were on top of these party buses dancing. Just the dumbest shit you've ever seen. That wagon. So someone in our, in our bachelor party was like, like, how do you find something like that? (laughs) I was like, exactly, dude. I was like, imagine the type of person who, who sees something like that online and goes, let me book that. That's somebody I don't ever want to speak to. Anyway, we kept seeing stuff like that, and then it was funny because an ambulance had to like get through Broadway, and they had their sirens up, and they they went on the speaker going, excuse me, move, move your car, and they had to tell a party bus to move out of the way. But then about an hour later, I saw a fire truck, right? And I was like, what's a fire truck doing here? And my brother goes, look at the top of it. And there were women dancing on the fire truck. Like the, like the fire truck had the same setup where it had like a root, like an awning. And then people were standing on top of the fire truck dancing the same six fucking women as if they kept teleporting from bus to bus, dude, as if they kept getting off of the buses, going on a new one and then following us around. And they were just like, "Mm, 
And there was a fireman in the truck, like an actual fireman in the truck driving it. And then I was like, was that even a real ambulance or was that fucking just another party bus trying to trying to get ahead of the train? <laughs> if, I mean, I didn't look back at it. If I looked back, I would have seen the like above the sirens were just the same six women fucking doing. Mm, yeah, dude. Welcome to Nashville, bro. It was just a wild place, man. The second night we went down the strip and I uh, there was just like an ambulance uh, a different ambulance and like something blocked off and everyone's like looking in this direction and there was a stretcher out and everything. And I was like, Oh my God, what's happening. And as I'm walking up, I'm realizing like people are freaked out. People are like, Oh my God, is anyone going to do anything? Does nobody care? There were these two like 50 year old women who were like, does nobody care? And then I looked over and saw that like something was happening. I said, is someone dying over here? I just said that out loud. Is someone dying over here? And one of the 50-year-old women behind me goes, yes. <laughs> yes, someone is dying. She didn't say, yes, someone is dying. She just went, yes. <laughs> what a perfect thing to say to the question, is, is someone just dying over there? Yes. Confirmed. Someone is dying and we're all witnessing it. And then I walk by and I see this woman just on the ground, fucking same age as the other women, probably the 55 or whatever, like puke on her mouth. And she just like is unresponsive. And I'm like, damn, dude, is this woman dead? Is this just a dead woman? What the fuck is happening? And that, and that was the thing too, is that I believed those other women, those other 50 year old women, because they were kind of the same age as her. And also like, cause somebody was like, oh, well, I would have said the same thing if I heard someone say that. And I was like, yeah, but you would have been joking. These women were old enough where they probably were this lady's friends. <laughs> At which point I was like, why aren't you guys helping? What do you mean? Even if you guys aren't friends with this woman, you guys are the same age, same fucking, you guys feel sympathy in a way for her that we don't because you, you're close to that. So fucking, I don't know, do, let's all <laughs> do something, dude. No, I'm fucking around. There's nothing she could do. It was fucked up, dude. But then it was so funny because my brother came up to me and he was he was obliterated at this time. And he goes, Jake, Jake. I go, what? He goes, there's no one in the stretcher. There's no one in the stretcher. I was like, what? He's like, there's no one in the stretcher. Like he was trying to like console me, like calm me down. And he was like, there's no one in the stretcher. I was like, yeah, I know there's no one in the stretcher. And he's like, yeah, so, so chill. There's no one there. I go, no, dude, she's on the ground, dude. I just saw her. I'm looking at her right now. And then he looked back. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, dude. They didn't put her in the stretcher yet. He's like, oh, shit. Never mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Never mind. I, I guess you did just see a dying person. <laughs> but that's Nashville, baby. It is what it is, dude. That's fucking Nashville, dude. Dead ladies in the streets, dude. That's how they do it. And then no one does anything. Paramedics show up and everyone else just keeps on raging. That was the beginning of the night, by the way. We went to the steakhouse. Then we left and we started walking in the strip. We got to the strip. First thing we saw was a dead 50-year-old woman. And then people were like, which bar do you want to go into? And there were lines out the door of every single one. And then we went into a bar and there was like 80 million bachelorette parties. And we talked to none of them. You know why? Because there was 11 dudes with us. <laughs> 
and 90% of them were married. So it was like, what are we doing, dude? Why are we even here? Let's go play beer pong in New York. <laughs> Why don't we do... Yeah, we could have... I don't know. We could have had the same night just not in Nashville. Also, when I was there, I've talked about this on the podcast before. The whole thing I just kept thinking to myself was like, I should have hit somebody up who lives here. Who like has lived there for a while. Because they would have been able to show me like... Like, like I've said this on the podcast. New York City, if people want to... If people come to New York, I don't ever take them to Midtown because fuck that. And this felt like I was in the Midtown of Nashville. It felt like not a place where I would vibe with anybody. So the whole time I was like, damn, dude, what is like the Brooklyn of Nashville? Like the Lower East Side of Nashville? Like that's where I should be right now. Like where are the dive bars in Nashville? Okay, that's where I want to go. I don't want to go to a bar that says fucking, you know. Don't tread on me. <laughs> uh, there was a bar that said we proudly uh, uh, serve our troops on it. And I was like, I don't really want to go in there. And we went in for like a hot second. And then we all left because there's no air conditioning, which is a good reason to leave. But also, I don't know. It was just uncom- I don't know. Listen, man, I'm not somebody who's anti the troops, uh, you know. I, I know I know people who are in the military and and you know some of them are good people, and uh, I've also know some people in the military who are p- shitheads, uh, but I just don't want to go in a bar that's that aggressive about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I went to if I was on the Lower East Side and there was a bar that or in Brooklyn and there was a bar that was like we fucking we stand Stanley Kubrick in this bar. If you don't like Stanley Kubrick, you can get the fuck out. I would be like, I like Stanley Kubrick, but I'm not setting foot in this shithole. <laughs> I'm not setting foot in this place. You guys are fucking very aggressive, dude. And I'm just trying to drink a few beers. Anyway, I mean, that that's the trip, essentially. That's it. And I spent I, I spent a lot of money, and it was uh, I don't know it was fun overall. It was it was it was nice. I don't know it was nice to it was nice to go on a trip. I guess it would have been a lot better. See, that's the thing. It would have been a lot more financially upsetting if I didn't have the job I have right now. But also would have been like a more fun trip because then I would have slept in today, and I would have been able to do the podcast today at the place I usually do it at instead of waking up going to work forgetting my laptop charger having to go back to the office to get it then filming this thing at fucking 10 o'clock at night and now it's 10 50 and i'm tired of shit and then i gotta edit this thing and i gotta edit something else and god damn it motherfucker dude i spent too much money this weekend <laughs> but you gotta do it dude you gotta do it for your loved ones Your your brother only gets married once right that's what they say. It's not true because they could get married more times, but you only go to their bachelor party once. People don't do two bachelor parties, right? If you fucking get divorced and then married to somebody else, you don't do another bachelor party. If you do, what are you doing, man? That's a bummer. That's a bummer of a time, dude. Also, at a certain age, you can't have a bachelor party, right? Like if you're 40 getting married, no, dude, you're not having one. 
we felt like on the cusp. My brother's 33. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we even really need to be doing this? I don't know. I guess it's tradition, dude. It's tradition. You can't buck tradition, dude. Anyway. What else I got? I got about four minutes left. So that's it. That was Nashville. That was the trip to Nashville. It's not very exciting. Uh, It was, you know. And then I went to the airport on the way back. I chilled in the airport for a long time because we had to get out of the apart the uh, the hotel by eleven. I got out, went to the airport, and then on the airport, I sit down, and this dude, <laughs> this fucking dude, this like very typical handsome man, six foot, got guys kind of a beard. I assume it's like peeking out of his <laughs> red, white, and blue American flag bandana. I get on the flight. I get my aisle seat. Thank God. He goes to the window seat. And then right before the plane, uh, right right before they're going to finish boarding, a woman comes in. So I have the same feeling. Oh, shit. We're going to have a fucking seat ap- apart from us. This woman comes in in this fucking t- tiny old woman with like a, a raincoat on. It's not raining, by the way. Didn't rain at all that day. She's wearing a fucking raincoat for some reason. She gets on the she gets over to us and she's like, uh, sir, you're in the wrong seat to the guy in the aisle. She goes, I think you're in the wrong seat. Is that your seat? And he goes, No, nah, the middle seat's mine. She goes, Yeah, can you get out of my seat? Which is what the which is which is what the fucking guy should have done on the first flight. Honestly, I was happy that she did that. So then she looks at me and she goes, Can you help me with this bag? I was like, Oh, sure. And then she just gives it to me and like points for me to put it up there. And I was like, all right, dude, I thought we were going to help. I thought you said help. I thought we we're going to do this together. I understand that you're an old lady and I can do this easily. But like, why? I mean, I feel we are just doing it for you. Absolutely. Like what you could have asked the flight attendant. I don't fucking work here, dude. And then so she goes into the uh, window seat and then he gets in the middle and then I'm sitting next to him. And right before the plane takes off he's looking at he's on hinge and he's swiping and he's matching with these like hot ladies and every single one he messages them hey beautiful how are you every single one hey beautiful how are you and then the plane takes off and then the plane lands and then i and then i instinctively go on hinge when we can use our phones again and i and the app is loading up and i go oh i wonder and i look to i look next to him i look next to myself at him, at his phone, and his load, the the H started loading the same way mine was loading. <laughs> Didn't skip a beat. He went on hinge immediately. And I can't blame him. I did too. I wasn't on it before we took off, but I can't blame him. It is a little weird though. He's swiping on, like, maybe he lives in Nashville and he's visiting New York. I don't know. But as soon as he lands, he opens it up. Nobody messaged him back. <laughs> And then he started texting some girl named Lisa. I don't know who that was. Probably his ex, dude. He's like, fuck. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? Didn't work. I got to text Lisa again and fucking probably end up knocking her up and marrying her. God damn it, dude. (laughs) And uh, then I got off the plane and I went home. And, And as soon as I... When I got to Nashville, I I got an Uber and it was... 
15 bucks to get the Uber to the hotel. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Same distance. Maybe even shorter. I get back home. It's probably a shorter distance to get back home from LaGuardia to my apartment than from Nashville uh, airport to that hotel. I, I, I get an Uber. Instead of $15, the Uber in New York City, 56 bucks. And I immediately, I immediately go, I'm home, baby. I'm back in fucking New York, dude. And that's the thing, dude. I didn't even talk about the, the amount of money I spent on Ubers because our hotel was not on Broadway. It was on the outskirts of everything. So we had to take an Uber if we wanted to go to the gas station. <laughs> oh, dude. Anyway, it was a fun trip, dude. I loved it. <laughs> no, overall, it was a pretty good trip. It was nice to have a little vacation. Um... Uh, yeah, dude, I, uh, I love my brother and it was, it was, it was a fun time. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. The timer just went off. The cameras are probably about to go out. Um, yeah, this was fun. Thanks for bearing with me in this weird fucking setup. I'll be in the normal setup next week. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for listening. As always, I had a great time, and uh, I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Day, day.